All right, I've been taking notes. Cold okay, lava. so for the people listening, we're doing some succession live interrupt not interruptions. I guess we can call them that. To just kind of discuss things that go on as the episode is happening, so we can cover more and more efficiently than just doing one at the end of the episode. Similar to one of our favorite shows, Terrace House. Terrace House is a lifestyle, and we are heavily incorporating it. This is basically what's going down here. Okay. I don't feel like explaining Terrace House, so if you don't know what Terrace House is, look it up. But anyway... We have an episode on that. Yeah, we already have an episode on that. Basically, there's a panel of judges who, like, they jump in, like, partway through each episode to give their thoughts, and it enhances everything, and it's yeah. awesome. Okay. So, do you have anything right off the top? Fuck that guy. Yeah, so fuck that guy being the guy in the meeting with Roman and Logan... Who like wants to try to sell their business to like Saudi Arabia? <laughs> so like no. To, who thought that was a good idea? To, like I was like, sure at all. <laughs> it's like why was that even like presented as an option? Like I guess like you kind of have to have like Roman go like test the waters on that. But like was Logan expecting Roman to come back and be like, "Yep, we secured the money, Dad." Like we. Got I don't. It. I don't get why that guy was like for sure do the deal because I guess he just gets paid. Like a, a transaction fee or something. I'm not really sure what his role is. That's what like game. Roman alluded to was that like that guy would just probably just sell all the stock right after it happened and then right. just be able to like, or no, they would buy all the stock so the stockholders get the money. Oh, he would get paid out from. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, for yeah. sure what it is. So yeah, so Roman called him that bullshit right away because there's no way they're gonna do that. I didn't understand that whole plot line. I thought it was like kind of contrived. I said that last week. It was a little murky. I'm glad they got rid of it 20 minutes into the episode. Yeah. That statement could come back to haunt me if somehow that does come back into play with like a more for sure thing. It could, but but it sounds like that's over based on what we just saw right now. I thought they just wanted like the drama of like people pointing guns at Roman and like the Middle East and I didn't really buy it at the time and I don't really buy it now. Yeah, and their explanation for like, like Roman being like, oh, it's not solid. I don't know. They were kind of just talking. Like I didn't really like so basically the negotiations had like no paperwork involved. Yeah, and then when Roman said they got a good hour of negotiating in, was that before they pointed the guns at them or after? That must have been after. So that's when I to think that they like brought the gunmen in themselves to kind of like test them or some shit. Like I didn't really like I don't think they're that important. I don't think that deal was that important to the government of Azerbaijan. Yeah, that, okay. But at the same time, I don't know. That's pure speculation on a fictional world. I'm very ready to move on from that just whole plot point. And yeah, I whatever. was like right from the beginning. That being said, that is recorded and might come back to haunt me by the end of this episode. Uh, my, hey, you gotta live with it. So I made some notes here. Um, my first thought was when Logan takes that FaceTime, uh-huh. um, do rich people stop at rest stops? I thought about that. Like, like, that must have been like the only place they could stop. Also, like, where was he? Like, where were they driving? Uh, probably like just to a. That's a good question. Like to an airport. That seems shady, right? They're probably just driving to an airport or like a helicopter port. I mean, you're like probably an airport. Like, there's probably like from their like main like penthouse to just like. I mean, you have to go to the airport. Like, you can't get around that. Yeah, but in New York. There's no rest stop shit like that when you're on your way to the airport. Like, the airport's just in the city, basically. I think you're overthinking that part a little bit. They're just kind of off on the side of the highway. But the reason I brought that up was because I've actually thought about this many, many times. Is, like, do rich people use the same roads as we do to, like, get to different places? Yeah, they're in those black Mercedes. So, like, yeah. So, like, I was, I kind of, I've thought about this before where it's, like, think about if you're, like, you're John Lester 
Like, you probably live in some, like, mansion, like, out in, like, a suburb. Uh-huh. And then if you have, like, a 120, like, day game, you just have to, like, sit in traffic with all the other, like, miserable commuters, like, driving to, like, their yeah. shitty jobs in the city. Yes. And it just takes, like, 90 minutes from, like, <laughs> like 30 miles away. And, like, John Lester has to do that, like, every single Cubs game. John Lester has to do that in his, like, nice car. Like, I always just assumed that, like, they had, like, their own roads where they could just, like, get around better. Where, yeah. like, it was more efficient? They actually, down in Florida, <laughs> they do have, like, an express lane that you can pay for. And it's basically just, like, literally just an express lane. And you have, it's like, you get, like, pay, like, an iPass type of thing. Oh, uh, you like, a sticker? And you can just... Yeah, I think you literally get, like, an iPass situation. And you just, like, zoom on the left lane, like, past all the traffic. I'm just laughing at the thought of, like, John Lester on, like, 290 West with, like, everybody else just all backed <laughs> up. Just, like, in his car, just, like, sitting there, like... Like, fuck, if I get into the right lane, will this be faster than if I, like, stay into the middle lane? Why is that really moving and mine's not? Yeah. I always thought just rich people... Why is like there that. always construction? Yeah. Okay, that was a tangent. One... Okay, so one thing going back to the terrace house thing is, like, they must not talk at all while they're watching the show and just save all their comments for the break, right? No, they do comment. Because, you know, they put, like, one earphone in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have flashbacks, like... Oh, like Tori Chan was crazy when that happened, and then they'll like flash back and they'll like show them with the headphone and be like, "Oh my god!" Like get all excited. Oh, okay. So they're just really good at doing both. Yeah. Because just... I couldn't do both. I was like so worried to spit out all my thoughts like while they were happening. So one thing we did talk about was after that FaceTime that uh, Logan had, where that main shareholder said like it needs to be you to be the guy who goes down. Yeah. Uh, why didn't he just break his phone? That shareholder must be really important. <laughs> yeah, like we're never gonna see him again. But um, he should have broke his phone. He's probably yeah, really no. important. But yeah, yeah like so if I'm rich, like, the whole point of being rich is to have like nine iPhones, like at all times. So you could, so you could just take that one and just smash the shit it. out of it, like uh, like at the exact same time that that happened. Yeah, we were talking about that, and like two minutes later, the scene happened where uh, what's her name? Willa, Conrad's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Her name's Willa. When Willa, like, decides she wants to read the reviews of her play and immediately, like, reads one and just tosses the iPad yeah. over into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, exactly what we were talking about. I need more of that out of our main characters because I feel like that would be a nice little That's touch. That's the best part um, of being rich, just <laughs> breaking shit and not having to worry about it. I thought the little voices when they were making fun of Roman was really funny because, like, yeah, so was that I've done Kendall? that with my siblings before. It's, like, funny as hell. Yeah. It was very relatable content. Yeah, it was, like... And the funniest thing was, like, Roman was, like, can we talk about this more, like, once we're done? Because he had, like, a semi-traumatic experience. Yeah. I'm sure he, like, was reflecting on the whole point. Yeah, right they back. totally fucking made fun of him for it. Yeah, and it would, like, Roman would also be, like, the least, like, out of the three to, like, want to do that. Yeah, because we've already he, seen he was like, like extra serious that Roman, like, <laughs> Roman was the one being like, "Can we like, actually talk about like where we're at and like our emotions?" Yeah, <laughs> like if Roman of all people is doing that, that means he really got fucked up. <laughs> and then Kendall and Shiv are like, "Fuck you, are you yeah. serious?" Well, Kendall and Shiv already had that are like, you hug, serious? like that like dramatic hug where like Kendall yeah. was like, "My life's a joke," so like they kind of already have like a secret little like yeah 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 big hug, <laughs> and then Roman like wants it, and they're just like, "Fuck you," like. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's the party room. So there's also just like a cult of people like online who like, hate, like women who like hate Shiv, but just love her style. <laughs> They're like, I hate this fucking character. It's like, why do I hate this pantsuit so much? Like, like, this looks so fucking amazing. 
So would you roll onto the yacht with like the cream pantsuit with like the white shirt underneath it? I was just like, you were like, wow, they're those go women crazy. are gonna be going nuts online tonight, and good for them. <laughs> Do they have a name for themselves? I don't shiv. think so. <laughs> I hate sh- like shiv. I can't think of anything that rhymes with shiv. I was trying to think like like chain gang or chain gang like something like that like this shiv. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love Shiv's character and her outfit, so I I can't be part of that group. But you can be part of that group. No, I love I love everything about her. Oh, okay. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't hate you're, her. Yeah, you're probably in a group by yourself. Uh, Me and Peter. <laughs> uh, I also couldn't help but think like that they just like go on the yacht for some like family time. Uh, not that my family's ever like gotten away from some like. Scandal. Geopolitical scandal, <laughs> but like sometimes we go to like Michigan and Resident Pontoon, and we all kind of like just lounge out like the characters around that. Yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah. on a way way smaller scale, so yeah, it's kind of yeah, related yeah. to it a little bit. Yeah, that yeah, I felt that vibe too. Who do you, whose yacht do you think this is? Like who's like real life? They had to pay like a Russian billionaire to use this yacht. Yeah, that seems like a rental just based on the geography of what's going on. I guess here. they do rent them out. Yeah, yeah like they probably. Yeah, I guess if you own a yacht, like, renting it is probably a very important part. My uncle... Trying to recuperate, like, some of that. Yeah, my uncle actually went down, when when we were down in Florida in, like, March, he went to, like, a yacht showing, like, a real estate open house type thing, but for a yacht. Was he, like, interested in buying one, or, like, why was he... Well, he acted like he was interested in buying one, and he was like, well, my budget's, like, 20 to 30 million, and they, like, showed him as if... He, like, had presented himself well enough to where they actually thought he was, like, a prospective buyer... (laughs) <laughs> and he went and like took a bunch of videos of the yacht and they were like this is the 24th bedroom <laughs> and Uncle John was like he was, he was like doing shit like oh, I don't know about this like, <laughs> but then on then the next second he'd be like the painting turned into a TV and he's like taking a video of it. <laughs> oh he's like making them like keep selling him like yeah yeah, no, yeah. He, was, like, he was like fanning out but then would still be like I don't know if I would put the kitchen cabinets here <laughs> to make it seem more legit. And he went to a few yachts and it was just like, yeah, I'm about just 20 to 30, but you know, <laughs> depending. Yeah. But yeah, they all, uh, they, all those people rent out their boats. That's like when you're like going to like buy a car and you're like, yeah, the budget's like 20 to 30,000 and like the show with the 45,000 one right away and like exactly. hoping you fall in love with it. Yeah. Like the same deal. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. I love the fucking scenes when they're all together like that. <laughs> that was so much better than I thought it could possibly be. Alright, for, for those listening, we're at the 43 minute mark. We just did the huge like lunch discussion with every single character in the like yeah. the entire yacht just sitting around just pointing fingers at each other. Being like, what do we do? And then they're... <laughs> That was amazing. That's like some of the, that, like, that has to be some of the best television I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like, incredible. <laughs> the part where Roman, they were like, Roman was defending Jerry, like, as an automatic response, and everyone's like, why do you care? And he was like, uh, he actually had a good spin. He spun it really well. He's like, do we really want to kill another woman? <laughs> Roman was so ruthless through that whole thing. He literally listed every single person besides Kendall and Shit. Jerry. And Shiv. Wasn't he the one who suggested that they both go down together? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. No, I think Dude. Roman feels the safest. So he's like, I'm just going to say everybody because no one has a case for me. 
<laughs> so he was like... Roman is so much better at the game than, like, we gave him credit for. Basically, until, like, the last, like, three episodes when, like, Logan, like, explained it to the audience that, like, he was actually good at this, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, he's actually proven to be, like, really, really fucking good at this. Well, because your intro to, Ro- to Roman is, like... <laughs> Jerking off the window. <laughs> yeah, no, even before that, like when Kendall is having a meeting with that dude, that first tech startup guy, and then Roman walks in and he's like, obviously hasn't been involved in the company for a while and he's like, huh, like making fun of it. And I, it was kind of like, oh, this guy's just going to have his own side thing going on. But like, he was like, with, he was like COO within like an episode or two. Yeah. Cause he, so he obviously wanted to be involved. It was like a front, but. Yeah. He comes off like, I'm very distant. I don't care about this. But, like, he obviously does and, like, got sent on literally, like, the secret mission. He's good at reading people. Hell. And he's good at reading, like, I guess public perception, I suppose. Like, he, he always knows how, like, everybody's going to perceive, like, a certain event. And he's good at, like, getting out in front of it. He can manipulate it. Yeah, no, that entire thing was, like, survivor tribal, like... <laughs> When there's, like, a couple people that are on the chopping block and they're all, like, trying to make their case. <laughs> like, no, but what if you, uh, vote for, if you vote for them, then you're going to be on the bottom of that alliance and you want that. Yeah. <laughs> it so, had that kind of vibe to it. So you think it's safe to say that he, like, basically just, like, won that scene as far as, like... Roman was the star of the scene. He was, the one, like, the, the fulcrum, yeah. for sure, turning that wheel. <laughs> <laughs> he was the star of the scene. I guess he didn't go, like, any more from, like, not being the person to being the person. Like, he was just always never going to be the person. So, and he continued to not be the person. Who do you think moved furthest from, like, where they started to where that ended? In your mind. Keeping in mind that we already have a preview episode going where we laid out what we thought. You actually didn't lose anything. But well, I laid out the. I don't think any. I don't think together. any progress was like going there. I don't. Th- my th- thought was like uh, Logan himself is the best option, and that like came up in the show. But it's pretty clear that's not going to happen. I don't think that conversation moved it in anyone's direction. Like Tom was already the front runner, but like everyone, like when Kendall's like, uh, I don't think Tom's a big enough skull to go down. And then they were like, Oh, what if we do a little Greg spring? Like even that Tom and Greg still wouldn't be enough. I thought Jerry might not have gotten away from that as well as she would have liked. Jerry took some hits. I mean, she was always going to be the punching bag, and she doesn't really have a a defense because she was next in line behind Logan. She doesn't have a defense at all other than, like, Logan obviously loves her, and Roman obviously loves her. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, Logan and Roman, that's a big combo of people. Yeah, you kind of only need Logan and Roman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, yeah, it's like 90% Logan, and then, like... 5% 5% Roman, 3% Kendall, and, like, 2% Shiv? Is that yeah. how you break it down? Yeah. The most interesting part of that scene, though, had nothing to do with the blood sacrifice, though. It was, uh, to me, it was Shiv apparently trying to shed Tom. Like, this is my opportunity to get rid of this guy. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought right when, um, I have this written down. Right when Kendall says it should be Tom, I thought that maybe that the two of them had a conversation in private where Shiv was like, get rid of this fucking guy. Um, and then Kendall was doing her bidding. But now that uh, I'm saying this out loud, there's not a lot of like conversations taking place in secret going on in the show. No, no. At all. So actually, I'm going to throw that one out um, while I'm talking about it. Uh, but that was my first thought. I was like, is, he, is Kendall picking up on Shiv, like, wanting out from Tom? But then I think Shiv... I don't think so. I think uh, Kendall was giving his honest thoughts, and Shiv saw it as an opportunity to, like, pile on. 
and only obviously Tom like understood that that was actually like a deeper disrespect than even like the normal amount of disrespect that Shiv gives him. So are you ready to get off Shiv Island? With I'm never getting off. I that, never get off. How do you defend that at all? It's she's a terrible person, but like that's kind of the point of the show. She's like the most terrible person, therefore the best. <laughs> In the family. Okay, I actually kind of like that explanation. She's like the smartest, and like, like, oh, oh, okay. Roman is making a case, like Roman's ability to distill everything down and to be like, I just don't trust him, Dad, and like that actually is like the final call and the final reason. Like he's done that so many times throughout the show, where like Roman's just like, let's really just break it down to what's going on here, and like makes it in this puts it in the simplest terms possible. Wait, is that why you like Shiv? Because you thought she was effective. I would think Shiv is the smartest, and I was just thinking maybe Roman's also in the running for the smartest. But oh, I, I still think Shiv is smarter than Roman. I don't think Shiv's smart at all. I think Shiv is really, really dumb. She yeah, just acts she, smart. She is like giving, getting herself into awful situations, like very like over and over and over again. Like only and then awful like situations. she always like acts like the smartest person in the room, but like normally what she says like isn't that like enlightening. And I think no. I think Logan's been ever since Logan named her the successor, he's been like realizing that more and more and more and more as time has gone on. Yeah, like she'll come with like a like sarcastic, like dismissive, like but comment, she's only but like it never that. advances. It never like goes towards a solution. She's only like that because of that underlying uncertainty of like whether or not her dad like actually likes her. Like if when she has that confidence, if she ever does, I don't think she will. She would be like great, but like. That's why, like, when she first got offered to be the successor, like, she kept being like, is this real? Like, she could not believe whether or not it was real. And then, like, Logan's a dickhead and, like, backtracked. I would rank her as the third most effective Logan child at, like, playing the game of, like, staying alive in the company. But she's not even in the co- She's not playing that game. What game is she playing? Everybody's she's playing, playing that game. That's the whole show. They're no, all playing that playing, game. She's not playing stay alive in the company. She's playing, like, I want to be the CEO of and chairman of like a good company but she's trying to be like well i don't want to be in the i don't want to be running the show if it's a bad company but i'm not like she's not like trying to stay alive she's trying to like swoop in right at the perfect moment and then be like now i'm take i take over yeah that's a good point that's, like not, that's definitely not roman's like, aspirations it's not kendall's aspiration because i was gonna argue that kendall's actually more effective at like just like that i thought he was way more effective at that table than shiv was Shiv wasn't trying to advance anything though. Kendall was like, "Yeah, Kendall kept." Kendall was like, "Yeah, they're a good idea." Oh, they're also a good idea. Like, well, I don't know, maybe not Tom. Well, he made that comment about not like not a big enough head. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. It has to be Logan. That's what I'm thinking. So you said right off the bat, there's no way that Logan actually goes down for this. Do you think Kendall stages another coup with everybody? <laughs> I don't even think he needs to. I think he can just talk to his dad one on one and be like, "Yo, just." There's also not enough time left. There's only thirty minutes for that's not going to happen. But oh, thirty minutes goes a long way in succession. Uh, I guess last thing. I think we kind of exhausted that one. Um, so Logan cutting out his actual wife from all this, like, what a fucking mistake that was. And I'm not entirely clear why he did it. Yeah. Like, she disrespected him in front of those, like, New York Times people they were trying to buy. But that was it. Like, everybody else has done, like, I mean, everybody else has done something just as bad or worse or, like, slightly worse. 
So that's weird that she just got the chopping block, like, only for that. I, she didn't even get a chopping block. It was just, like, Rhea came in and was like, I'm going to fuck you now. Oh, you think that was it? it yeah. Just and then, like, Rhea? Logan is literally, like, just so, like, such a piece of shit that he was like, yeah, all right, I'm fine. Uh, there's just no coming back. And then that. Martha, and Martha started acting passive aggressive yeah, about that. Yeah, there's just no coming back. And it's just, like, he, he obviously knows he's in the wrong, like. Also, Martha seemed completely capable of just destroying Logan if she wanted to, so it's probably a good idea that she, like, he cut her out. Because yeah. she seemed like weirdly ruthless from like what little we saw about her. Martha, you know, like when she she was trying to do Apple research on Martha, and they were like, "Do you, do you know this about her past? Like, she has a murky past." So, like, all I know about Martha is that she knows how to take care of herself. No, and takes no shit. The, my takeaway from that was that right when Shiv background checked Martha, Martha knew immediately and then confronted yeah. Shiv about it. Like, how the fuck did she know? Yo, the, the, <laughs> Martha is, like, an intelligence <laughs> officer of some sort. Is what yeah. the vibe I got. So, I thought that was weird that, like, Logan would, like, cut somebody that valuable out and not try to, like, make amends with that person. He's and not there that was also that smart. sentence right in that thing where wasn't he like she's not here or she's not coming? That had to have meant Martha, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That the phone call right after he woke up and there was no one next to him. He, that phone call was like basically like, he was like, "Is she really not coming?" Martha's not coming. Yeah, interesting. That's what that was. All right, let's keep going. We have to do a pretend segment where I said this on record going into the final third of that oh, no, show. I'm going to edit it and it's just going to be like a standalone statement, so go ahead. Basically, what I we did our whole second segment and then off the record, I theorized after taking a quick pee break after a bit of 90 seconds of reflection, I was like, you know what would actually make a lot of sense? Would be that if Logan fucking killed himself... And then use his influence over Kendall killing that kid to just use Kendall as like a mouthpiece CEO, even though Logan's actually running everything behind the scenes. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. I have to go to the bathroom again. But I don't yeah, know. you think about that. Don't stop recording. I'll be right back. <laughs> the way the way that the way that Logan was looking at the screen while Kendall was shitting on him and like the the shh gesture he made implied to me that he wanted that to happen. Now, I don't think there was any off the books, off camera discussions that were had between Kendall and his dad, but I think Logan was able to project into the future that Kendall would act that way if he said the right things to him and made him like the scapegoat. He knew Kendall would go rogue when put in the moment, which probably is why he was like, no, everything he, that would mean everything he said to him was calculated. Like, oh, you're not a killer. That was a challenge, Jack. That was a challenge for Kendall. All right, I'm back. Sorry, what did Ken- you say? He was like, Kendall, you're like, I don't know, man. You're not a killer. That is what made Kendall do that. He's like, I am a fucking killer. Fuck that guy. Fuck this shit. Okay, I've been thinking about this a lot. All right, let's go through the last third chronologically. Like I said, another 90-second pee break into a lot of wonders from me gathering my thoughts. 
So the Stewie, the Stewie Logan sit down deal. Why did Kendall need to be present for that? Because Stewie's friend. He's always the liaison with Stewie. Why do you think Logan wanted Kendall to be there for that? Because he's Stewie's friend. I think part of it was that Logan wanted Kendall to realize that, that they were dead as long as Logan was there. Because Stewie had all the money behind him already on their side of the company, where if it wasn't Logan, they were fucked. And Kendall yeah. sat through that meeting. We had a long discussion about that, like, right when it happened. Uh-huh. Like, do you... St- I feel like we're still on a slightly different pages on, like, what that meeting meant. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Like, so, apparently, I, like, I need to watch that. I literally have no idea what happened in that meeting. Okay, so Logan's offer to Stewie was basically, like, we'll do damage control as long as, like, Logan still keeps control of the company. Like, you'll get some more votes, you'll get some more influence... But we're gonna go the damage control route, but Logan's still in charge. And Stewie laughed in his face because he's like, "Dude, there's no way you're surviving this." Once we go to like, once the next quarterly earnings reports comes out, I just Kendall don't understand sat- what Stewie ever was get like would have offered back. That's what I didn't understand about the meeting. I don't think Stewie like, did. Stewie have something that Logan wanted, aka money. Well, like, why were they even talking? I think he did it as a favor to, like, Logan or um, Kendall, basically. Like, Kendall was basically, this is going to be humiliating to even get us to, like, sit down with this guy right now. Yeah. And Kendall's, like, weirdly perceptive. That's also going to be a lot of what we're going to talk about next. That meeting made no sense whatsoever to me. Like, okay. at all. Like, not even 1%. Like, even, like, Logan Long Game. Like, none of it made sense to me. Like, I have to watch the scene again. I have no idea what happened there. Because, like, if that wasn't... Why would why would you even talk to Stewie if you weren't offering him an actual thing for money? I have to go turn Siri off one sec. Siri's at it. Did you hear this? Yeah, I did hear that. Is Siri picking... We're on the other side of the house. Siri. Siri loves interrupting our podcast. Hey, Siri. Jesus fucking Christ, we can't have a conversation at this house without Siri, like, trying to get involved. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so I think in the simplest terms, my interpretation of that Stewie-Logan sit-down was Logan trying to gauge, like, what was going to happen at the next shareholder meeting. And Stewie's confidence in not even, like, entertaining their offer or doing a counteroffer showed Logan that he was going to be out no matter what. Okay, he was, like, feeling it out. Right. But, like, I still don't understand what offering anything to Stewie signified. I think if Stewie... Like, he was like, yo, Stewie, if you whip all the investors up and get them on our side, we'll give you more influence? Is that what it was? He was trying to gauge how much influence Stewie actually had behind the scenes. Because he didn't know for certain. Yeah. But so that was him finding out what, like, the investors were going to do for certain. Because once Stewie didn't even entertain the offer, if Stewie would have entertained the offer, that would have been a signal to Logan that they might not be in the strongest position is what they're saying. That they're not, they don't have as much solid theory. Yeah, like, like there wasn't, like, a coup coming if, like, they were willing to make concessions on a deal like that. Okay. Logan was just trying his last options before just being like, I have to go down. You, yeah, he was trying his last options and engaging, like, he was getting more information. He was gathering information. And it's... 
Okay. So gauging is off there, gathering information, like, and then obviously, like, part of that information, like, influenced what he's going to do later. Yeah. And Kendall sat through all that. Yeah. So Kendall, like, knew from being in that meeting that Logan was going down no matter what. Did that meeting happen so when, after the weird discussion at lunch? Yeah, right? Yes. Okay. So from that moment on, Kendall knew that Logan was going down. And I think that influenced his decision because he knew that even if he took for the fall for it, that wasn't going to be enough. Like, Logan was going down. Because Stewie and that other guy... Like, like, Stewie and that other guy had the influence, and they've been trying to chop his head off since episode one of the entire show. Yeah. So they weren't going to stop just because Kendall... Like, I just don't. Are you saying like Logan and Kendall were actually on the same page that whole time? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they are. I think Kendall went rogue, but I think Logan tricked him into going rogue because he's his dad and knows how to manipulate him. Do you think he went rogue? I don't think it was like Kendall. Just let's you, you like we're on the same page now. Well, I think it's either Kendall went rogue and then uh, Logan respects him for it, or they had a deal in place. No, I think Logan just knows it's really easy to get Kendall to go rogue if you, like, say the nice, the right things to him. But then... I don't know why. Like, he want, maybe he wanted it to be, like, Kendall... He wanted Kendall to, like, have... Like, wanted Kendall to seem really genuine in the press conference, so he didn't outright say, like... I don't know, because it would have been easier for Logan to just have a press conference himself if that's what he wanted. But if Kendall thinks he did that on his own volition, maybe it's then Logan good. would have no influence over him going forward. Maybe he doesn't want influence over him going forward. Maybe that's he like the literally point. he actually wants to. It was like a weird. <laughs> what about Logan makes you think it he was like a weird parenting? Retire. It was like a weird parenting. Like he needs <laughs> to learn this final thing before he can like be an adult, and like he's like. Did some mental manipulation to make him like become a killer. Okay, yeah, I guess that's an option. But like, I really don't know. Like, does it? Or all that means is Logan's going to jail, and he like seemed fine with that. Like, his facial expressions during that press conference were like, "I'm fine with it. I understand what's happening. Like, this is fine. I'm not mad." Yeah, it could have been like begrudging respect. I guess the other door is that like Logan just completely overplayed his hand with Kendall. And I guess that was the point. That's probably, like, the simplest interpretation. I think we're, we might just be taking this way too far. Roman? That's a... I meant to say Logan. Oh, okay. So Logan over overplayed his hand, like, exerting influence over Kendall. Yeah, he thought... Yeah, 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 overplay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, like, what, that's what plainly happened on screen. Yeah, but Which clearly, we kind of glossed over right away. Sorry, listeners. Sometimes we just, like, go off in this crazy yeah, fucking tangent that, like, we understand. But, like, we don't, like, state the obvious right away. We, like, take four leaps before we go there. So that's, like, what actually four. happened. Yeah. But I'm thinking as, like, a show writer, and I'm trying to, like, get freaky, like, how do you spice it up even more than the thing that? The thing that, the, only, the reason this is all interesting is his facial expressions during the press conference. Yeah, he didn't seem, like, surprised. He didn't seem surprised. He didn't, like, he didn't break anything. Mad. Yeah. He didn't say, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. We should have started there. Shiv so, and Roman were obviously shook. Shiv started crying. They Shiv were had no all, idea what was They happening. were worried as fuck, like all of them. Yeah. And then he's sitting there with his hand like this, like, shh. Like, what? <laughs> That's what kind of made me think there was some type of, like, agreement in place between the two of them. 
That's what I was trying to get. I don't think there's just off-camera shit happening, like, in Terrace yeah, House. That's, like, it's a TV show. Like, there can't be off-camera shit. That's the sound of a good TV show when For there's no sure. off-camera shit going on. And I, th- I trust this is a good TV show. Think about how much, like, off-camera shit went on at, like, the end of Game of Thrones. That, like, uh, greatly influenced, like, what happened and how frustrating that was, like, a fan of a show. Yeah, so we have seen it before. There's not because no precedent for that. Yeah. Um, but they had the excuse of it. But I feel like su- I trust Succession right now way more than I was Succession is clearly operating in reality. Like, yeah. Game of Thrones was not operating in reality. <laughs> and they took that. They took some serious, like, they had a lot the, of liberties. A lot of liberties. Like, yeah. But even, like, Mad Men would do those, like, kind of weird cuts where, like, they would, like... They would show a scene that happened previously after something else that happened. But, like, when they did it, it made, like, perfect sense. More specifically, what I'm thinking about is, like, when Joan, like, bangs that Jaguar guy. Mm-hmm. And then they show the scene of Don telling her not to do it. Mm-hmm. But they, like, cut the episode weird where it, like, already happened when Don yeah. did that in, like, his perspective. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, there are other examples of that, like, didn't do, doing that well and it working. But I, I think... Long story short, we're in both in, both in agreement that Succession just generally isn't going to do that. They're not trying to fuck with us. Yeah, I don't think so either. I also didn't think, like, I was like, you can't have Kendall take, like, the fall he did in the first season. Nah, that wasn't even taking a while. He did that to himself. But you can't make him go through all that and then also make him go to jail for the rest of his life. Like, that just seemed like you can't. That would have been, like, over, like going overboard. From from a show writing perspective, that would have been way overboard. Yeah, I actually had something different written down in my notes. So I wrote this when we thought that Kendall and Logan agreed that he would be the guy. Mm-hmm. I thought actually as like a show writer, that'd be some like nice Kendall redemption going into season three where he'll like kind of go to jail and like start to figure things out you kind of like have that as like a side plot the whole time just like Kendall in jail like developing yeah just like development or like he doesn't he's probably not going to go to jail right away he's not going to go to jail tomorrow there could be like five months right. in between that where you can yeah. like do stuff so I was kind of thinking about that as like a show writing perspective that like that would have been kind of interesting but then obviously that got thrown out the window by the last scene there well the whole time when Kendall left the yacht or, yeah the yacht and got on the plane and the or the helicopter the whole time we were like, "What the fuck is Greg doing with him?" What was Greg doing with him? Well, and then when in the statement he was like, "My co- my colleague here who's talking about Greg has documents with his seal of approval." Okay, so perfect example of something that happened off camera. Then it for sure happened off camera. So Kendall Kendall talks Greg to, flip. to Greg. Yeah. Yeah. So shit, we just completely rewrote. We yeah, completely undid sure everything we just talked camera. about. Yeah. Which, but then that opens that can of worms that we were just saying we don't like. Then, like, what else happened off camera that, like, you're going to surprise us with later? Kendall clearly doesn't like his dad and express that. If yeah. he liked his dad, it would have been like, oh, maybe they have a little weird little plan going. I think Logan was trying to make, for, like, his whole life, has been trying to make Kendall, like, stand up to him. And he, like, never has. And he's, like, 50. And, like, he finally just did it. And that's why he was, like... I'm a proud father now. Like, I raised, I finally raised a killer. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not going to be Roman. It's not going to be his oldest son. It's not going to be Shiv. Shiv's He's not like, a killer. He gives Shiv an opportunity to be a killer, and she's like, I can't decide, Dad. <laughs> Fantastic point right there. Holy shit. Fucked up. Oh, I had something. I just lost it. Oh, also, like, this is how good the show is. So when Kendall and... 
Logan like sort of agreed that it was going to be Kendall. Like in that scene, yeah. um, first of all, one little note I have, the camera work was just so on point for that. Yeah. Like, was, what was up with the sunglasses? I don't know why they kept showing that. It was weird. I thought that was weird. But yeah, yeah every just, shot. This is just like a weird, like from outer space thought. I just thought like maybe he was like recording somehow with the sunglasses and I was like, no, that's not the time to show. But every shot but in that scene was like perfect. It kept getting like closer too. and closer yeah. like to their face. And it was like behind like their like shoulders sort of. Mm-hmm. And like, I really liked the camera. Like, you couldn't see anything in the background like while they were talking. It was like just them talking. And the acting was so good. That that was that was just a fan, like the amazing scene. Really good. Um, I thought like why didn't they hug? Like it was fucked up they didn't hug. He like kissed him. It was weird. That's always weird. I, Logan is the one like. Do you ever kiss your dad? No, I would hug my dad. I don't ever kiss my dad either. I would never <laughs> kiss. No, that, that whole thing was weird. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that the reason I brought that up was because in that moment where like it seems like they're on the same page as a viewer, I thought they're on the same page. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was gonna be a turn coming. It actually made perfect sense that after all that talk about who would be the fall guy, that, like, Kendall made the most sense from Logan's perspective. Because yeah. Kendall obviously tried to murder him the first season. Well, th- and then, like, during he's just their- been, like, a drug-, drug addict the whole second season. Like, yeah. talk about unreliability. If you get that guy out of the picture, like, think about how much less stress Logan would have, like, running that company. Yeah. Like, everybody else are just, like, shills and yes-men. Logan... Um... At the beginning of him and Kendall's conversation, was like, well, obviously I'm not an option. And I was, I was just like, wait, since when are you not an option? <laughs> like, no, when was that established? <laughs> and it was implied that Kendall would be like, oh yeah, of course not, Dad. <laughs> like, what you, yeah. This keeps making me think that something happened off camera. I mean, we're gonna have to wait till season just, three, I guess. Yeah, that's like... just speculation till the end of time, but. Well, that's we definitely have to rewatch the episode. Season. Yeah, that's not gonna be the last time I watched that. That was like, we we got like we literally talked about each section of that show for longer than it took. Basically, basically recordings or like almost the same. I'm happy we have a good show. Well, the weird, the weird really thing is, we it... talked about in the pregame is like we just caught up last week for the first time live. And now it's just like gone already. Like <laughs> we have to wait a whole other year. The the I'm gonna have to like keep my HBO subscription. I was like thinking about getting rid of it. Like just get rid of it. Sixteen bucks it a month. For... No, yeah, no, no. Get rid of that shit and buy it again in eleven months. Oh, you have to go Lear's though, because like Curbs coming out in January. Curbs coming out in January. So it's like, can I get rid of? I guess I can get rid of it for two months and then sign back up. Are there, like penalty fees for doing that? Probably not. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I should probably get rid of it, yeah, for a little bit. Um, wow. The internet is saying, some are saying, <laughs> best show since Breaking Bad. Some are saying. I never watched Breaking Bad. Well, that's weird. That, um, that is weird. I missed it, though. I actually have very sound rationale for not watching it. No, that's cool. So, it's good to have one of those you haven't seen yet. You can like look forward to it. I'm never going to watch it, first of all. Wait, why? Um, the reason why is uh, my mm-hmm. freshman year of college, my roommate would watch that on our TV, like uh-huh. in our room, like full volume. And I would just be sitting there like trying to study. Like I just wasn't watching it with him. Oh, wow. And that show was just 45 minutes of people arguing. 
and just having to sit there and listen to that without actually knowing what was going on was just like so unnecessarily stressful. I was like trying to do like my Calc 2 homework. Like I was just like, fuck this shit. I'm never watching this. And then like the whole show went by and now it's been what, like seven years. Like uh-huh. if I watch this now and I'm just like, hey, like you saw Breaking Bad, right? Like let's talk about yeah, it. I'm like, like really just be break- like, I'm dude, really shut into up. Breaking saw- Bad in yeah. 2020. Do you want to talk about it? Like, dude, where the fuck? Oh are yeah, I kind of remember like five episodes. I respect your rationale. So yeah, there's no reason for me. To I wouldn't it. be able to have a conversation with you about Breaking Bad. There's nothing. If you I would were like watching it, I would have to watch it. To, like, I wouldn't be able to keep up with like details and stuff. I would just remember like the big landmarks. It would like, just conjure up. That was crazy. Like, it just conjure up bad. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, you would be like PTSDing. That it sounds was, terrible. It would just conjure up bad feelings of not watching it, and then also just no outlet to like actually enjoy like discussing it. And it would just be a really bad combination of two things. Okay, but um, and it's like a huge investment. That's like gotta be a hundred hours of television, like the thing easily. About, the thing about that statement that this might be the best show since Breaking Bad just raises the question: What year did Mad Men start? Are we just not counting Mad Men, or what? That must be the case. Because there was a different show on TV at the same time as Mad Men, where like Mad Men didn't win a single award. And I think it might have been been Breaking Bad because they're both AMC shows and I think they both kind of debuted like 07, 08, 09. And they're like both the best shows since like The Sopranos Sopranos. and like The Wire I guess was like slightly before it. Yeah. But also kind of during it. I think, yeah, I think Breaking Bad stole all the awards from Mad Men. Yeah. Because they were contemporaries. I think everybody understood that at the time. It was just like the awards are kind of weird. Awards are weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't think of it. I give you. Can you think of anything else you've watched? That's like- I didn't expect to like this shit that much. I'm so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, oh, I'm really into this. Like, wow. I heard nothing about it during season one, and then I think like the season two, the yeah. word of mouth started to like really spread. Yeah, that is exactly that was my experience as well. That's crazy. Yeah, we have to rewatch this for sure. Um, but also, I think just Terrace House Potting. A plus. Well, we, God, we gotta find other shit to watch just to do this format. We gotta find people to listen to it though, because like I feel like us just like rambling about like random subjects. You have to like, be anybody like, can listen to, but like you'd have to be like specifically watching succession. what we're watching, like for these to make any sense. So you can't watch yeah. this and be entertained by it, like unless you unless you've seen like this episode. Yeah. Oh, but we do have to talk about. Um, the fucking NBA, because this NBA geopolitics thing oh. is the most fascinating subject on planet Earth, like right now. Like this is everything. Do you want to whole... do this right now? Yeah, I, I, I think this is totally down to like, do this the right less now. Research possible because, like, yeah, I think my thoughts on this are like way different than anybody, not anybody else's, but like, well, I was trying I heard to some weird conversations about this that I think. Well, one thing. The reason I think it's significant is because it is China flexing influence over an American corporation. I think it's significant for that reason. Like, it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, we need the China money. Like, <laughs> like the NBA is like, we need the China money. There are, like, 400 million people that watch the NBA in China. <laughs> like, we need the China money. Everyone calm down. That's what I think. They, I think there's a lot of humor in this whole topic that is being completely lost in everybody. Because it's very, very serious in, like, the aspect of, like, the China-Hong Kong conflict. But I think where the NBA comes in is, like, where we, like, enter just borderline absurdity and it's, like, hilarious yeah, to me. 
Yeah. And I think everyone's too afraid to say that, except for people who have podcasts know we listen to. And I'm one of those people. Hey, here we are. <laughs> so I think it's fucking hilarious that, like, so when all that went down, LeBron <laughs> happened to be in China whoring himself out for money in China. <laughs> exactly why this goes down. And do you think it was like that thing with like Roman in succession where like the guys with the guns come in and they're like, like obviously they're not going to yeah. like get shot in the head and like that adversary. But do you think LeBron was thinking that was like calling his agent like, get me the fuck out of China like right now. Like they might be coming for me. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't give a fuck about this. I'm just trying to make that Nike money. Like Kim Kardashian in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, can anybody like just point out that that's like just hilarious? Wait, the funniest one of the another funny if part of it. Huge, if you think I'm just being a huge asshole, you can. No, say there that. was a lot of funny part. One of the funny parts was um when uh you know it was Daryl Morey, the Rockets general manager. Oh, that's the best part. He How said this whole it, thing started. And then the next day, the quote, the leading headline like from the Rockets organization is just like James Harden, we love China. <laughs> I thought we love China. He's always got that fucking shoe deal. He was like, like, he was like, like, that was that's like the worst like smooth things. We love China. Like that's all he could come up with. Did you see his like ninety second video of him like speaking into a camera? No. Oh god, he's like he's like talking to the Chinese. It was just like he's like literally like somebody wrote this for me and I have to read it because like the financial implications of me not reading it are like more than the financial implications of me reading this. But he's like, I'm just a rich guy who plays basketball. <laughs> like, like why, like why am I like in charge of like de- defending democracy right now? <laughs> like, what, like, what, like, how have we come to this? We're like NBA players. One of the oh funny, one of the funniest parts is like so many people were like, I don't know enough about this situation to comment. Like, there was like probably 50 people in the NBA that got asked about Hong Kong, and they were like, I don't know about this situation to comment. But that. This is one of those situations where I was like, I bet they, like, I know they're saying that for PR reasons, but I was like, they probably don't know. Like, it's so hard. I don't know. I That's another reason I wanted to research it. I don't even know which side I'm on for the Hong Kong thing. Like, but that's what it was, it. like, forcing me to, like, figure that out. And I was like, I don't, this makes no sense. Like, I don't know. That's what made it even funnier that, like, the NBA had to, like, tow that, like, fucking The NBA line. is towing that line. It's, like, the most <laughs> difficult line to tow. And it's just, like, a bunch of basketball dudes are, like, at the yeah. forefront. And, and they're trying literally to just, like, so like, I'm seriously. rich. I live in L.A. Like, I play basketball. Like, that's all I've ever wanted to be. Like, why the fuck is this my problem right now? And it's because Daryl Morey tweeted <laughs> a meme. How, how fast do you think that, like, within, like, ten hours he was like, oh, shit, I, like, I shouldn't have done that? Oh, like, no, two hours. And, like, the proportion of, like, how much, like, sincerity behind that tweet to, like, how much he regretted that had yeah. to have been, like, <laughs> just astronomical. Like, he didn't think for more than five minutes about tweeting that. Like, he just fucking fired it off. And then we have, like, like the fucking Cold War between the U.S. and China, like, Cardi. <laughs> Adam Silver, I was surprised. He was like, I support free speech, like, whatever. I thought his response was kind of perfect. No, I I was so surprised he, like, handled that properly. Like, I was like, wow, he really, like, did this. Like, I wouldn't have even thought to do this. This is great. That always kind of, like, makes me think about, like, what his, like, savviness is, especially with, like, Nike and, like, all the sponsors and all that. Like, do you think they have, like, their own conversation, like, amongst themselves? Whether it's like, all right, like, you guys keep all your athletes, like, out of this. I'll say I support free speech, and then like, oh, they definitely that's the had, best way going forward. Collectively. They for sure had a succession meeting, like the second this yeah, new fan. Where, but like, they kind of seem like they got it right. Adam Silver's, uh, I fuck with what he does. 
generally. But, like, this is kind of, like, I when I say that, I mean, like, I like the way, like, NBA, the NBA's relationship with YouTube. Like, I didn't mean, I never thought I, that would mean, like, Adam Silver handled that Hong Kong-China fucking feud really well. Like, did he just, like, accidentally make himself a presidential candidate? I don't know. you heard it here first Adam Silver 2028 but we need to go back to just like the NBA being with the spokespeople for democracy like I love how like the media is like it's like well like they didn't take like a hard enough stand on this it's like why are they expected to take any stand on this like well because it's you know it's like an opportunity the the other question is which where politically is Daryl Morey I would imagine he's like a libertarian I don't know what the fuck that guy is he's probably like apolitical in a weird way, like, to an extent, but he's like, I, I like people fighting for their rights. Like, you just think about that for more than, like, like, <laughs> like, what's the maximum amount of time you think he thought about before tweeting that off? He'd probably been monitoring it, and then I was like, I support Hong Kong, and then, like, tweeted that. How many times a day does he tweet? I actually don't know. Does he tweet, Boy, like, I have no idea. times a day? I like, seriously might... doubt that, but yeah, maybe. Um, he probably tweets more in the offseason than the... No, I he, that was probably like a rare tweet. Yeah, he's just like. But I guess it's just like the social media age you live in, where it's like, was James Harden's video enough? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, who fucking enough. cares what James Harden thinks about like what's going on in Hong Kong and China? Like, if that's what like you're relying on to like get your like 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 cultivate like facts and thoughts on these situations, like there's just something seriously wrong and like seriously absurd. And I think there's some humor in that that we could try to. Extract, which I've been trying desperately to do for like 15 straight minutes now. Well, yeah. Also, another funny thing I thought was Yao's whole row in this whole thing. Oh my god, Yao probably wants to kill himself. He's like, I never thought it would come to this. So he's like been a rocket's ambassador the whole time. He's basically a Chinese lab experiment in like northern China. Like that's like how he was conceived. Yeah. Like they were just taking tall people and like pairing them up, like trying to make like... Oh, really? Athletes. I didn't know that. Don't quote me on that. But oh, I think okay. There's, there, okay. there is some, like, shady shit behind, like, Yao's existing. Yeah. His consent. Oh, I Or no, just, like, never, existence. I have like, never heard this ever in my life, and I'm going to Google the fuck out of it. Google the fuck out of it. He wasn't born in some village. You, it was a little... There's a little bit more than that to little, it. Little military bases involved. Yeah. So Yao operations. playing for the Rockets. And the Rockets GM, who had nothing to do with Yao playing there and being like a great ambassador to uh-huh. the NBA as a Rockets player, just was like some great... What? What's the word? Is that even irony? I don't even know what... Um, That's not irony. It's I don't not know irony. What that is. It's something weird. And then him just coming out like right away, just fully supportive of China, obviously... Just, like, the NBA folks had to be, like, the U.S. NBA folks had to be, like, supportive of the U.S. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also think just Yao being, like, literally the big, biggest human, being trapped in the biggest controversy. I think there's also something funny about that. <laughs> Yao's, the, Yao's bridging the gap, and the gap is very large. <laughs> the gap could not yeah. be larger, and we've only got one guy for that. It's like we have, like, the biggest person in China, like, on China's side. Like, do we need to get, like, Shaq on, like, the U.S. side to, like, Shaq and counteract Yao, Yao? doing, like, a Kim Jong-un, Dennis Rodman type meeting. It's like, like NBA Street Volume 2. They go to Hawaii. Into, like, they meet in Hawaii. It's NBA Street Volume 2. And they could, like, they could, like, shake hands in Hawaii and be like, all right, like, NBA, are we okay now? Like, we got the big guys, like, shaking hands here. Like, do a little photo op. And I think that would actually smooth over a lot of tension. I think that's the only option, actually. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about the NBA. We should cut all this. This is the dumbest conversation. Oh, I love it. This, uh, 
So, like, so, God had a plan with, like, Yao being, like... That's just, like... That's just coming straight from the, the clouds. Like, Yao, like, the that biggest transistor dest- ever playing for the Rockets, the is, Rockets GM. That's just God. That's, that's like, I don't straight know. predestination. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, God had a plan this like, whole time. God, the, Yao's plan proof. was never to be a basketball player. It was always this. <laughs> <laughs> um... What was another funny... So, okay, well, I think... I was impressed that the NBA realized that they were the ones with the goods and stood their ground because they were like, what, you think all the people in China aren't just going to, like, hack the internet to watch the NBA? Like, you guys are crazy. They love the NBA. (laughs) Like, we have the goods. There's... Did you see the video of the guy, a Chinese guy in... um, He was a Rockets fan. And he, like, posted a picture or a video, and he was like, I live with my, I live by my team, I die by my team. And he had a Rockets jersey on and, like, burned a Chinese flag. In China? In China. Holy shit. And he got disappeared within, like, 24 hours. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That was actually the whole other layer about this that we haven't gotten to yet. It was like, so there was this huge backlash on Twitter about that more stuff, but they were all just, like, those fake accounts that, like, have no prior history. There are other because people in China don't have Twitter. Yeah, it's so all first just of all, like, you're not allowed to have Twitter in China. It's just the government like makes fake tweets, and that's why one of the top responses on Maury's tweet is like, "Your mom is dead. Your mom is soon dead." Like some yeah broken English mother threat. So that's even what makes it even less credible. That like it's like the government like you're not allowed to have Twitter. So like, who are these people? And they're like, they're not real. Yeah. So it's like, who's actually mad about this? And then that got me thinking, like, if you're like an average Chinese like NBA fan. Like, do you even really care about that? You care because I, I China think you might. took. I think you might. But China took the, the NBA that. off the fucking television, so like they can't watch anymore. But like, are they? So they're probably pissed. They're like, "Fuck this!" But are they more pissed at Mori or more pissed that the NBA is gone? That's my question. More pissed at the Chinese government for censoring the NBA. But like, what makes you say that? The guy burning a Chinese flag with a Rockets jersey on. That's just one guy, though. I mean, like. There's no way he's alone. They love the NBA over there. But I think they that's like worth. I think that's worth discussing. I think that like we need to find like an actual like answer to that question. We'll never get one because you have to go like interview people in China on the ground, and they're all censored. Like, and you have to speak Chinese. But yeah, but like they can't that, like write. Possible they can't like write a Vice article and tell you how it is. Like they don't have that in China. Yeah, but I guess like that's like the next layer of the story I'm waiting for is like Vice to go like figure that out or something. Like, well, I hope because so. I think that would actually be fascinating because like. I actually don't know, like, what the Chinese people think about anything. And, like, uh-huh. maybe they actually did take exception to that Mori tweet. Like, I don't think that's out of the question. They for sure could have. Um, the, a rich Chi- a Chinese billionaire bought the Nets in September. So he's mm-hmm. only been the only, he had been the owner for, like, a couple weeks when this popped off. He was, he was like, a co-founder of Alibaba. So very, George, Joe Tsai. That's his name. And... He immediately tweeted a response like Chinese people take like great offense to this because of like the history of our country and like the um, insecurity of being taken over by other countries in the past and like it's with us still and like and he's obviously very heavily connected with the communist party like political structure mm. like he's plugged into the government he's a billionaire in China he's like friends with everybody in the government and he was taking the route like oh Chinese people. Do take so I think there are probably a bunch of Chinese people that might have took offense to that, but the question then is like, do they care more about watching the Rockets or like the history of China? I think the answer might be watching the Rockets for a lot of people. I, that could yeah, that could be the answer. I don't know. That's but what like, I'd like to know. They have 
And it could be a mixed bag, you know, it might not be. I don't know anything about China. But I like, don't know what it's like there, but like I would be surprised. Well, the difference between like, like the NBA players and like the Americans I know who like clearly don't give a fuck about this, including Daryl Morey. <laughs> like the fact that that's so black and white, like I kind of would like a nice and black and white thing on the other side, but maybe there isn't one. There probably is, but we'll never know. Like, well, they don't have news outlets. Because <laughs> like, I guess the way I presented it is that nobody gives a fuck besides like, the Chinese government, but like, it, there, there might not be completely that. It's weird. That's why I wanted to do some research on it, because like, Hong Kong's getting absorbed by China contractually in like 2047. They agreed on that at some point. And China's like kind of trying to roll, like, do their provisions early, like, exert their influence, like, out of schedule. And they're like, no, fuck you. That's, like, I guess the whole idea. Yeah, I actually don't know exactly what's going on in Hong Kong. It's kind of fucked up. It's not I don't either. Like, I, even when so, I try to read about it, it's, like, kind of confusing. So this is what I kind of figured out, and this might not be entirely accurate. We should probably just cut this just for the sake of being accurate, because this is actually a big deal, and I don't want to get this wrong. But I think what happened was that there was, like, a murder that took place in Hong Kong, and the Chinese government wanted to investigate it, because, like, they, like, knew oh. what happened. And they were like, we need to, like, get this guy out. And then Hong Kong said no. And we, that's what started this. We're our own jurisdiction. You can't do that. Right. Oh. So it's, like, not as black and white as, like, the chat, like, because it's, like, the Hong Kong people probably should have, like. Let them do that. Or just, like, given the guy, or, like, let the investigation take place. No, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to say that. They shouldn't have done, I'm not saying they should have done anything. Yeah, but I'm it's not like, trying to get disappeared. No, but that's not what I'm saying. Because I actually don't know. Like, I don't know enough about this to like, actually make a real opinion. That'll be our next pod. We'll actually research this and we'll walk back whatever wrong things we said. Yeah. Um, but it's not as easy as just like the big bad Chinese just came in out of nowhere. It was like a no, conflict that started no, out of something all. that was like really, really gray. And then the lines got really, really clearly drawn in the sand. Yeah. No, it's a really interesting situation. And, like, the NBA being at the forefront is hilarious. <laughs> it's honestly <laughs> fucking batshit and awesome. Because, like, the New York Times and, like, some aspects of social media have been, like, trying to conjure up interest in America for this. And then we're just, like, too apathetic. We don't care. And then the NBA comes in out of nowhere. Yeah. And then suddenly everybody has a fucking opinion. Everybody, wants, everybody, like, thinks they know what's happening. They all know, like, oh, like, the Chinese are, like, fucking invading these people. Like, that's not exactly how it started. That's all I know for certain. And then there's, like, people are critiquing responses to this. <laughs> like, American responses, like, in media, like, whether it's, like, LeBron or, like, someone in the news. Like, they're all, like, whoa. Like, I think Ted, like, there's, like, politicians trying to jump on and Ted Cruz was, like, hopping on. Like, I support Daryl Moore being against the unjust Chinese government. Like... This is, like, a thing now. Like, yeah. the senators are tweeting about it. Like, and I don't know what anyone's angle is. It's so, like, is so there a spot are you in Twitter? like China or not like China? Like, who likes China? What do we like about China? What do we not like about China? What, what do, do we, we like about Hong Kong? Hong Kong. What's so good about Hong Kong? Yeah, who gives a fuck about Hong Kong? What's, the, what's going on? I know there's Cantonese somewhere. So, is there, like, a draft section in Twitter to, like, draft something and, like, save it? Yeah, there is. Okay, so how many drafts do you think Trump has on this trying to find out the perfect tweet to put out? Because how has oh, he not said anything yet? Well, they don't trust. Like, they not just they, like an Adam Silver, not taking hard of a line, but like, this doesn't I'm get away with the Trump administration. No, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't comment yet, but 
I think they legit have like a writing team around him, and they all have notebooks and they like write down his <laughs> dumbass ideas. Like, there has to be he thousands of ideas, <laughs> yeah, and he just orates and they write them down and he's like, tweet that one. But is he like still waiting for the best one? Like, why hasn't he said anything yet? This is like this is like right I don't know. Alley. I think he's waiting like that for Andrew, another, like he athlete alley. I can't thing. believe he hasn't commented yet. Like. But then it would be like, what angle? What's he? What, what agenda is he trying to push? Oh, uh, it would definitely be like NBA not pushing a hard enough line to China. Like that's what we're doing over here. Like, tr- would Trump theoretically? Be it would be critical of supporting Hong Kong. Oh, that's to maybe... fuck with China. No, he wouldn't do that. He's not that dumb. He's got like national security advisor on him telling him not to do that. I think it would be some kind of like a slam to the NBA doing something wrong, but like vague enough. Where, like, you couldn't pin it on him, like, taking a side on the issue. But the slam on the NBA would be, like, they didn't take a hard enough line on China. Like, fuck China. Yeah, so, I like, I don't know if he's even comfortable being, like, fuck China. Like, he obviously comes at China all the time in, like, vague ways, but... Yeah, because I guess the NBA, like, supporting Mori kind of, like, destroyed his, like... Yeah, he actually can't really say anything. Like, all he could say is, like, I, the NBA, like, like can... Mori's right, or you could say Mori's wrong, or you could say... Adam Silver didn't... You really can't say anything about Adam Silver. He was just like, I support free speech. You knew you just can't yeah. say anything. Like, everybody agrees on that. that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, that's, that's, the, that's the ultimate argument. But, um... But, like, remember this broke? I thought LeBron would say something. And, and then, then within Trump hours, Trump would be saying something, like, an hour later. Le- LeBron also, like, what the hell... Like, again, what do you say? Like, I fuck with Maury, I fuck with China, Jeez. like... I make a lot of money over there. I, like, LeBron's like, you know what? This is where I'm I'm drawing the line here. No, like, that, that's, that was what I was trying to get earlier, is like, why do we give a fuck what LeBron thinks about it? It's like, literally, like... Like, what? Like, why does LeBron have to have an opinion on this? Like, he doesn't at all. This is the <laughs> thing that connect. Like, obviously, we have trade agreements with China, and we buy materials for them and all that. But somehow, this is, like, the actual bond between China and America. This is, like, the substance of it. It's, like, we have Yao. It's, like, like some culture sharing. The yeah. culture, like, Yao, like, that, like, the culture sharing is somehow, like, more important than the material trade bullshit. Uh, I disagree with that, but sure. We couldn't, Not more important, but, like, that. more explosive. Like, people get oh, more, more explosive, yeah. People get more emotional about it. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Agree, 100% agree. Which then, you know, affects things. It's amazing. I I was I'm like a kid in a candy store with this shit. <laughs> like, I'm so happy that I know enough about the NBA to like understand how hilarious this is. Because <laughs> it's so hard to explain. Like, no, no, no. Like since 2002, they've been building. And like anybody, they might have to send Derek over there. They love Derek in China. They love Derek in China. Derek's the second or third most. It goes Yao, Kobe, Derek. I think. Do you think like any of those guys? Like, that's also the funniest part. Is like, do you think any of those guys like enjoy their time in China? They're probably like, oh fuck, gotta go to this like obligation. I think Kobe likes it. Kobe can speak Chinese. Kobe likes it. Kobe loves that shit. He's really into like cultures. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, Kobe was a, he wasn't a military child, but it, you know, his dad traveled for basketball. So Kobe, you know, is like a world traveler, traveling child. So he's like yeah. into that shit. So Kobe would do that money aside, but like. I'm sure, like, the fan support is, like, flattering, but nobody would be doing that if it wasn't for, like... Contractual obligation. Yeah. You know, and, like, I don't forget which player said... They were like, oh, yeah, I go to China, like, once or twice a year for, like, obvious reasons. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, for them, it's, like, once or twice a year. Whatever. 
they maybe they play a game. They started playing preseason games with like shitty Chinese teams that like Jeremy Lin plays on. Yeah, but like on the flight there, they're probably just sitting there like gotta get this over with, and then like yeah, they're probably uh, China's all right. Like, have you been there before? Like, uh, this is my fifth time going. Uh, Basically, just got to secure the bag. Uh, they love us over there. It's cool. They yeah. like basketball, but I can't understand anything they say. Yeah, it's like management's really pushing us to do this. It's supposed to be important. Like, whatever. I don't 